This is Lucas from City of Brass, and you're listening to Redemption, part of the RPG Academy Network. This is Redemption, an actual play podcast set in the Star Wars role-playing game system. Hey everyone, this is Kendall. As a between-season break, we're bringing to you for the next couple weeks our live recording at a Catacon 2017 with some of our Patreons. This game happens right about the same time as the end of Season 3 in the timeline, but with the side characters that you've already met, including Rita, Essek, Elar, Reese, and some new faces. So settle in and enjoy the episode. There will need to be combat to prove whether or not we are worthy of their help. Yas's hand goes to his sword. This is not safe combat. I just want you to know. Is there such a thing? The last time I was here needed something serious. I had to kill his father in combat to get it done. That's why he's so warm and fuzzy towards me. It's to the death. Make your decision. We will ready the ring. And Andril walks off toward the rear of the village. A number of other Zabrak come out of the shadows, flanking you and, and head toward the back of the village. None of them pay you any attention. You killed his father and you offered him muffins? I was kind of hoping you wouldn't take it seriously. It's part of their... It's part of their thing. There should be no hard feelings. His father was kind of a... Kind of a carcoal, too. Maybe you'll get to kill the son. Well, not you, but... Well, here's the thing. The challenged, or the person that is having the favor requested of them, gets to choose their weapons. His father thought he was a pretty good shot. I proved him wrong. He, however, is much more hands-on. I would not go in the ring with him. You're good with that weapon on your back? I survived the recent regime change on Mandalore. I think I can survive here as well. I just want to make sure you know the stakes. We can leave. My sword has been offered. Well, I can't thank you enough. But I have to ask you, if combat were to go badly, is there anything special you'd want us to do for you? We're not going to let him die. Reese. If it needs to be done, it needs to be done. It's the way it is out here. Do you want your armor taken back to Mandalore? The way things are in Mandalore now, burn it with the rest of me. I want you to know something. I'm, I don't mean to be insensitive, and I don't know much about your culture, but I was told that you didn't have a clan, and I want you to know that you do have a clan. You always have a clan, and that is us. You're putting the, your life on the line for us, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Dal claps his hand on Yas's shoulder. I'll take care of it. He'll give you the, uh, the Mandalorian nod, and he'll walk right up to the ring. Dal follows and step just behind him to the right. The group walks to the rear of the village and sees a circle drawn in the dirt. Very crude, very rough, but obviously meant for combat. There are a number of villagers encircling the ring itself. Uh, it is as if the entire village has come out to see this particular combat. And toward the rear of the ring, you see Andril standing there, arms crossed, holding no weapons, simply standing in place, waiting for your challenger to approach. I approach the uh, center of the ring. What are the terms? Live. You have no weapon? I will not need one. Andrew claps his hands twice, and from the nearest hut, you hear steps approaching the door. The crowd parts around the ring, and uh, Zabrak, roughly a foot and a half taller than Andrew, comes out. 
clad in only what appears to be uh, small clothes. Also, no weapon. And he steps into the ring. And Andrew says, begin, and steps out of the ring. What the kark is going on here? You're the one who accepted the challenge. And I, as the leader of the Brotherhood, can decide who my champion is. My father was not the brightest star in the sky. However, I plan to live a lot longer than he. As a coward, I see. Can't even Watch fight your tongue. You can't even fight your own fights. Well, I'll watch my friend best your champion, and then you will owe us. And then you will have to deal with your cowardice in front of your own people. Andrel shoots a steely-eyed look at Dal's direction and steps backward out of the ring. At the moment that Andrel steps backward out of the ring, the rest of the village begins to stomp in a rhythmic manner. The rhythm continues to build as the two men face off against each other in the ring. All right. We're going to drop into initiative then. Uh, you can roll vigilant because you're not surprised. It's just a straight roll. There's no difficulty. Uh, two successes and a triumph. Should have saved so that So three successes and a triumph. Well, you get to go first. Um, Yas stares down his opponent, and seeing that he is uh, unarmed, unclip the hilt of his sword from uh, his belt and kind of uh, drop it on the ground next to him and uh, drop into a defensive stance and uh he'll kind of give the good old kung fu come here with one of his hands he just makes the rhino charge straight at you and he is going to try to punch you do you have any defense with your armor because you still have your armor on correct uh yes melee of one okay so that just adds a black die so he's so he rhino charges straight at you, and he slams his arm into your chest, and it throws you backwards, and you land on your back. Your armor absorbed all of the damage, but you kind of got the wind knocked out of you. Uh, I actually rolled a triumph with no successes, so your next attack will actually be upgraded. And he knocks you over and just smiles, and you see all his teeth have been you know, sharpened to points, and he just holds his arms up and starts waving them up, and the crowd starts cheering. And Working them out. <laughs> Is this the best you have, Dal? Wait for it. It's back over to you. Okay, so um, what's the difficulty for... It's going to be two purple normally, but since he rolled the triumph, it'll be a red and a purple. He'll kind of put his hands behind his head and kind of lunge with his uh, legs to kind of try to kick him right in the jaw. All right, fair enough. I got three successes and three advantages. So what is your brawn? Uh, It is five. Eight damage, and you're, I'm assuming, not trying to stun. No, and I have the knockdown ability, Okay. so I'm going to use the three advantages to trigger that. All right, and what does knockdown do? It knocks him on his ass. Okay, so he's got to spend a maneuver to get up. All right. He falls over backwards, and he's on his back. Ooh, that looked like it hurt. I bet you're glad you stayed safe and snug outside the ring where there's no danger. Even if he loses, I still have these people. What did you have, them? I'll take them over your people, and he, not to mention you aren't all wonderful people, but she makes muffins. And he hands one to the, the Zabrak standing to his right. You gotta try this. It's amazing. The Zabrak looks interested. 
All right. And the camera jumps back to the large Zabrak in the ring who stands up and kind of dusts himself off and then steps forward, and he's going to swing a couple of punches at you and see what he can do. He manages to swing a couple of punches, and one of them actually lands just under your helmet and catches your chin uh, for a whole six points of damage uh, and take your soak out. And uh, the shot kind of rings your bell a little bit, and you're kind of seeing stars. I had enough advantages that you're going to take a black die in your next attack. Mm. A success and two advantages. And... uh after getting punched in the throat, um, I'm going to kind of swing my elbow up with leverage from my other hand and try to return the favor to him. Okay. Uh, yep, you make contact with him, and his nose begins to trickle a little blood out of it. And he looks a little annoyed. Now, I'm so glad you lock him to make him moss to have a secret, but I'll whisper it to you. V whispering into his Zabarax ear. Oh, is that how you do it? And we cut back into the ring where the large Zabrak is going to swing back at. Yes. He actually steps forward and swings, and you duck, and at the same time, he throws a knee that catches you in the rib cage. And again, your armor absorbs all of it, but you kind of feel the wind get knocked out of you a little bit. Once again, I failed with a triumph, so you're, you're going to be upgraded. Uh, your next attack. And then we're back over to Yes. So this one's interesting. So the result is three successes and two advantages, and then I have a triumph and a despair. All right, we'll start with the triumph. What would you like to do with that? I would like to um, use it to crit. Okay, uh, roll some percentiles. 78. Okay. You overpowered him, so the target leaves himself open, and you can make an immediate attack against him as well. Okay. So the uh, result of the first attack was, uh, since he has his knee up in the I-just-need-you position, uh, Yas will kind of leap onto his knee and then jump up off of it and just bring his fist down on the side of his face. And then while he's kind of recoiling from that blow, he will do a um, quick jab right into the uh, stomach. Yes! Reese! Reese, I was worried in the beginning, but look at him. Oh my God, he's so dangerous. So am I. Okay. Uh, Roll the second attack and we'll deal with the despair after that. Uh, It is one success, three advantages, and a triumph. What would you like to do with the Triumph? Uh, I'm going to go for another crit. All right. Uh, roll it. You're going to add 10% to it. 91. Um, so your your shot hits him hard. He drops down to all fours, and his head is kind of hanging down, and you can see you know, the blood coming out of his nose. And you've been a warrior. You've seen people who you know cannot continue fighting but will not give up. I'm going to use that Despair, and I'm going to flip over Dark Side so he doesn't actually die right now but you now have a choice as to what you want to do. See that, yes? He's part of my plan! He's part of my plan! You butter his biscuit! Yeah, you see the Zabrak. He cannot continue, but he will not give up. What would Yaz do at this point? Yes, uh approaches the Zabrak 
and uh, kneels down in front of him and grabs him by the the back of the skull. As as Yaz steps and kneels, the ring falls silent. There's not even a breath. Yas takes his helmet off with his other hand and sets it on the ground beside him and stares right into the Zabrak's eyes. He takes his other hand and grabs him by the bottom of the jaw and then just twists. And the Zabrak just falls right to the ground. And uh, Yas will pick up his helmet, dust it off, put it back on and adjust it so it's sitting right, grab his sword not reattach it to his armor just yet, and we'll walk towards the edge of the village. Two of the brothers come in to grab their fallen comrade and drag him out of the ring, and as they're dragging him uh, past Andril, Andril glares down at the corpse of the fallen knight brother and spits. Zar, you are worthless. Andril shoots a look at Dadal. You owe us, now pay up. Doesn't respond to Dahl, but Andrew looks at the figure of Yas walking away and says, Him! He is who I will speak to. Whatever. And with a wave of his arm, uh, Andrew dismisses the ring. The brothers walk slowly away, conversations happening under their breaths, and two brothers with uh, crude brooms walk from the middle of the back of the ring and sweep the ring back into oblivion. As they walk away. Dal just walks over uh, to stand next to Verita. That went pretty well, actually. Yeah, I thought it went pretty well, but um, I don't know. I guess I wasn't prepared for that that death thing there. Yeah, they're pretty all or nothing here. Keep that in mind if we do meet the Night Sisters. No mercy. They won't show you any. I got it. Seems like my kind of place. If you're into cold, unforgiving death, then yeah, that's pretty much it. Some of us, that's all we're really used to. Oh, honey, you gotta hang around with us more often, then. Speaking of that, I didn't hear what you said the secret ingredient when the muffins were. Can you repeat that a little louder? And she goes up to you and whispers it in your ear. And just at that moment, the camera cuts to Yas walking toward the outside of the village, and uh, clearly he hears a set of footsteps coming up behind him. As he hears the footsteps approaching, he's finishing reconnecting the uh, the hilt of his sword to his armor on his hip, and he'll turn to greet whoever's walking after him. You fought well. So did your champion. Andrel nods in acceptance of the, the compliment to his fallen brother. What is it your people require? An audience with a sister? It seems that the male Duro is afflicted by their magics. We are trying to find a solution for this. Hmm. I will take you to a place where you can speak to a sister. Gather your people. We will leave shortly. And he'll nod to him. And Andrew nods back and turns to walk away. White to the crew being escorted on to the back of a very crude cart. Obviously meant to to haul wood or other supplies, but in this particular case, it's going to be taking you to a particular location. Andrew steps out of one of the larger huts and finds himself headed to the cart with uh, two brothers in tow. Andrew steps onto the front of the cart, and the two brothers pick up the tines in front. 
and start to pull the cart out of the village. It's like a muffin wagon. Yeah, except that if this was our muffin wagon, I'd be driving. No. I wouldn't I wouldn't have somebody else do all the work. I'd be driving. That's probably true, too. The brothers are silent as the cart is pulled down a rough-hewn path toward a outcropping of hills and, and mountains in the distance. The ride takes some time, but after an hour or two of travel in the cart, you feel worse for wear from the poor ride, and the cart stops outside the opening of what appears to be a cave in these uh, this set of foothills outside the village. Uh, the brothers set down the tines of the cart, and Andril steps off. Come. Inside the cave is where you will need to go, and we will take you. We jump down? Once the crew is off the cart, the two brothers walk headlong into the cave. Andril waits for you to follow. Dal just kind of makes a after-you gesture that he has, since I'll lead the way. As Reese and Ular follow Yas, it becomes evident that Reese is very uncomfortable. He's looking around. It almost looks like he's got just the beginnings of some sort of headache or something, and he keeps looking over at Ular. We definitely share a look, uh, and I'll, I'll notice what you're going through. We'll actually step over and just I'll, I'll pull you off to the side. Reese, what is it? We don't have to... We don't have to go in there. We don't have to do any of this. I just can't help thinking that this is the other side of what she could become. I think it is. I think it definitely is the other side of what she could become. If we got to see this through right now, just try to be strong for her. Try to experience this. Maybe you can sort of feel a little bit of what she's going through. Let's, let's try and make sure she never has to go through anything like this. Well, let's go experience it so we know what to look for. Let's go kill something. Let's go kill something. Varita is taking Essek by the arm and guiding him in as he's obviously getting more and more upset and agitated as we walk. As the last of you file into the cave behind the two brothers, uh, Andril waits and then follows. It's a short walk into the cave. You see the two brothers lighting torches around what appears to be a, a darkened pool surrounded by rocks. The natural glow from some of the fungi in the cave accents the pool in a green and yellow light. Andrew walks past the group and sits in a bow-legged style in front of this pool, places his hands on his knees and shuts his eyes, and in a short while the pool begins to churn. Bubbles appear from the pool, larger and larger. The churning continues to get more and more anxious and violent, and suddenly stops. And as if someone had thrown a rock or dropped a bit of water directly into the middle of the pool, a ripple appears, and the form comes from this mist, this ichor, green mist, coming out of the pool. It's a form of a sister, a female, very wan, very thin in appearance. Why have you summoned me, Andrew? Mother, they bested our champion. They sought an audience with you. We had to bring them here. You know the rule. Fine. Which one of them will speak? Dal turns his eyes to Barita and gives her a Europe look. I'm here seeking freedom for my husband. We do not hold one of you. You do. You control his mind. One of your sisters controls my husband's mind, and they are taking it over, and I need to stop it. None of my sisters control any of your people's minds. Verita takes Essek by the arm and leads him up closer and says, 
He is being controlled by one of the sisters. Look into his eyes. You will see as clear as day. There's a moment as the mother looks over Essek. He seems fine. Look deeper. You'll see it. It's in there. There's a moment as the mother stares deeply at Essek, and you can see a look of concentration on her face. And suddenly Essek's hands shoot to his head, and his eyes change color to a vivid green. And he drops to his knees, screaming and writhing in pain. Ah! This is not the work of my sisters. However, there is another. She was unsatisfied with my leadership. She leads a splinter group, uh, another cell of sisters. Well, they are not true sisters. They call themselves sisters, but nevertheless, you're looking for Zentu. Zentu Shiva. Could you tell us where we can find this Zentu Shiva? Zentu has taken a number of our former sisters to start her own coven on Tishal. I've heard of that place before. It's got... (laughs) It's a jungle planet that probably would be best left unvisited if it weren't for this. In the Outer Rim. In the Outer Rim. Well, then if you know where it is, that's our next destination. I turn to the sister. So, have your these sisters betrayed you? I have answered your question. I believe our audience is over. And the mist fades away. Well, then I guess you won't mind if I kill him. Moments later, Andrel stands up, turns to you, and points the way out of the cave. It sounds like we've got some people to kill. Let's go. Do what you must. Our business is through. We will get you back to the village, and I expect you will leave. Like I'd ever come back to this place. And Reese turns and begins stomping off. Elar keeps definitely keeps pace and follows very closely behind Reese. Barita helps Essek to his feet and starts to walk out. The crew loads back into the cart and begins the long journey back to the village. Again, silence from the brothers and silence from Andrel. Cart arrives at the village and again the brothers put down the tines. Andrel steps off the cart and stands with his arms folded waiting for you to leave. As they walk through the village, Jaz will kind of pause where the ring was, and he'll mute the outgoing volume on his suit and kind of just take a knee and uh, wave his hand through the sand. Darsum Kote, suit of all. And then he'll stand back up and continue walking out. A number of the brothers notice this action, and there is a murmuring among themselves. And there's a strange hand motion they make as you exit the area the ring was in. It's almost a sign of thank you, but definitely a sign of respect. The camera circles around behind Yas to follow him through the village. As you can see, he's clearly walking behind the rest of the crew as the rest of the crew exits the front gate toward their ship. We watch as the ship takes off from Dathomir and heads out into hyperspace. So you said we're going to a jungle planet? That's all I know about it, but yeah, big nasty animals with big nasty teeth and apparently Dathomirian witches. Uh, if somebody wants to make a computer's check, see if you get some more information. all over that. All right, uh, what's the difficulty on it? Uh, difficulty will just be two purple. Wow, okay. I have one success and three advantages. Okay. Tisharl is the home of the Tishar race. The native species is uh, large, intelligent lizards that walk on two legs. 
and they are run by the Tisharo League, which you know is pretty intense business conglomeration. They are run by the five biggest businesses on the planet, and they have several members of that league. And they control things that happen on and off the planet, but it is cutthroat. They are not afraid to sell each other under the bus. There's lots of political maneuvering. Uh, they're all about business. Uh, their main export is diadium power cells and diadium crystals. Uh, if anybody wants to make a lore check or education check on those crystals. I'm going to say while that's happening, uh, Elar would have all of that information up like on a, on a projection off of his data pad. This difficulty is two. One success. Those of you guys that succeeded, they are, the power cells are generally used in lightsabers. Because they can store an immense amount of energy in a very small power cell. More of that force stuff going on there. We can make a lot of money with this. Just, you know. So how do we find a tribe of dark force wielding night sisters on a planet full of people who wander around building items that power lightsabers for the Jedi? It seems like the force is going to be lousy with the planet. Well, I think what we could do is, like, bribe the lizard people, or maybe the Night Sisters will just come find us. I mean, those are two solid options. Dal kind of looks at Essek and, like, looks in front of him, kind of weaves back and forth to look him in the eyes. His eyes are red. He's conscious and... Well, nobody's calling him right now, so I don't know where to... I mean, I'll land and we'll see what we can find. Why don't we just ask the lizards where the people who aren't lizards are? I'm sure it's not all just lizards. I mean, I've been to Ryloth. Technically, you can throw a Womp Rat without hitting a Twi'lek, but there's a lot of you. But there's still, you know, there's humans. There's other people. Yeah. I've seen some Rodians. Smelled some Rodians, actually. Camera cuts to you guys coming out of hyperspace over the planet. And, you know, there's one main large city that does most of the business and political structure on the planet. Called, there's like probably traffic control or something called on yep. the traffic control. You get permission to land. Okay. They give you a landing pad and you land. What would you guys like to do? I will spend a light side point to create a contact. Okay. Who do you know on the planet? I would say it's uh, someone I used to work for. Uh, one of the smaller businesses used to do a lot of more cutthroat business and um, it's something I used to be really good at. When you say cutthroat, do you mean literally yeah, cutthroat? Yeah, like literally cutthroat. Okay, so bounty hunter type. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is his name? Sirkar. Sirkar, right? All right. So you're going to just go to his place? You're going to call him up on the Yeah, I'll, I'll hit him up on the comm, uh, give him a quick ring. All right. Uh, you make a comm call, and you see him. It's been a long time. What can I do for you? Well, you know that... Uh, that favor you owe me. How could I forget? Well, I've uh, come into some friends, and uh, we're looking for someone on planet. And who might that be? I think it's best if we talk in person. Is there somewhere we can meet? You know where my shop is. We'll be there shortly. I'll be waiting. Is everyone's uh, gear in good working order? Well, apart for a certain refrigeration unit on my ship... This episode's Patreon backer is Jacob Cohen. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate all your support, Jacob. Redemption is played using the Star Wars role-playing game system by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. 
If you enjoy Redemption, please reach out to us on social media. Our Facebook and Twitter pages can be found at Redemption Pod, and we have our website as well, redemptionpodcast.com. Please look for us on Instagram as well. We recently started an account with Redemption Podcast. Review the show for us on iTunes, Stitcher, or other podcasting applications you may use. This does help people locate the podcast, and it does spread the word for us so more people can hear our thrilling story. If you're enjoying the story that Redemption tells and would like to offer us some support, we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com redemption. All funds collected from the page are used to help us upgrade our equipment and make sure we're telling uh, the best story we can with the best quality equipment that we can. Thank you very much.